What's up, guys? Welcome into Nerf Fantasy and Sports Podcast. This is your host, Vivek Iyer, and today is going to be the free agency special that I know y'all been waiting for. Sorry I couldn't get this out to you earlier. I thought that uh, we were actually going to have a guest on the show to talk about this one, but uh, unfortunately, that fell through, so I'm going to just be talking about all the free agency uh, drama that went on in the NFL last week and continuing. So let's get started. So first, let's talk about the first major trade that happened in free agency, which was the Antonio Brown trade to the Raiders for a third and a fifth round pick. This is an extremely low price. However, they were one of the only teams who would eventually rework Antonio Brown's deal, which led to the trade actually happening. Antonio Brown now became the highest paid receiver in the league, 18 million or so, and he is still fringe top 10, even under Derek Carr. Reasons for this include that he will get enormous amounts of targets. Like in PPR, he's going to be one of the best receivers, especially because he's going to be getting probably 12 to 14 targets a game. Uh, I think that he and Juju are around the same level. May take Juju slightly before him, but um, it's kind of like a number 9, number 10, like a one spot difference for me. This, in turn, makes Big Ben not a QB1, since uh, Ben Roethlisberger last season, although he finished third, uh, does not have Le'Veon Bell. I know he didn't last season either, and is losing his best receiver. Antonio Brown and uh, Roethlisberger had one of the best connections in NFL history uh, and seemed to make magic on the field, but they just couldn't make it work off of it with um, with Antonio Brown calling out uh, Big Ben uh, like saying publicly to the media that Antonio Brown was not doing well on X routes and saying that he has an owner mentality. Uh, this makes Derek Carr a viable streaming option and potentially propels him into the top 15. I think he's around there. And Jared Cook, um, well, he, his stock takes a fall because honestly, Jared Cook isn't that talented. He has best season last year, even though he is fairly old for the league. And uh, he's a fringe uh, tight end one uh, for next season, especially because he thrived on targets and he will not be getting nearly as many with Tyrell Williams and Antonio Brown. And Tyrell Williams was the other person, uh, other wide receiver, excuse me, who joined the Raiders. And Tyrell Williams uh, from the Chargers last year did not get too much opportunity with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Melvin Gordon taking up most of the targets and Austin Eckler. And for Tyrell, this is great for his career because potentially with Antonio Brown, they can become a good offensive team. One of their needs is the running back position, who, and I think they may address that in the draft if they cannot get um, uh, Marshawn Lynch to resign. And that's probably with uh, one of their two last picks in the first round or a uh, uh, second round pick. So now let's talk about the Odell trade, the other blockbuster trade that went down at the deadline. I think the Browns unquestionably won the trade. You do have questionable personalities for the Browns with Odell, uh, Baker, Kareem, and uh, Jarvis. So you do have some uh, high-character people who aren't afraid to voice their opinion. And that could cause uh, problems for them down the road. However, for now, it seems like obviously a great trade for the Browns. We'll know around week three, week four if that ends up imploding, because Odell, if he does not get the targets, he has been proven to say 
that he uh, to call out his quarterback and say that he deserves more. Uh, there are support systems in place for him to work, uh, especially because Jarvis Landry is one of his best friends, uh, played together in college as a wide receiver one and wide receiver two for their team. Uh, but we also have to see the relationship between Baker and Odell, since Baker, unlike Eli Manning, is not submissive, and even if Odell uh, begs for more targets, we have to see how Baker takes that and if he will indeed grant that wish. Uh, in exchange for Odell, one, the arguably uh, top three wide receiver right now, they had to give up Jabril Peppers, who was a first-rounder, um, as well as the pick 17 in next year's draft, and their second uh, pick in their third round. So that's a late pick in the third. And honestly, like people have been like knocking the Giants, uh, but I think based on circumstances and the fact that Odell was becoming a malcontent in um, the New York Giants locker room, and it wasn't a good... It, obviously, it had PR value for them, but um, it wasn't doing really well for the team, and they're in full rebuilding mode with Saquon as uh, one piece they want to build around. I think that it isn't great, obviously, for the Giants, but at least they got some compensation back, and I think that it wasn't terrible for them, contrary to what a lot of people believe. So the next trade is D Ford to the Niners. Uh, for and uh, he uh, in exchange there was a second round pick and I think it's just very good for the Niners in general because having another pass rusher um, adding on to that defense will help the uh, the Niners have a much better defense which will end up not necessarily complimenting them on a fantasy standpoint but for the team in general. Some other uh, quick trades, more on the defensive side. Trey Flowers to the Lions. Um, he was great for the Patriots last year as a lineman. And yeah, he's, he got his money. Hopefully he does well uh, on Detroit. Teaming up with Matt Patricia, uh, who was the previous defensive coordinator of the Patriots. Landon Collins went to the Redskins, one of the better uh, defensive players in the league. He got his money as well, and the Redskins are in rebuilding mode, honestly, since their wide receiver core, after losing Jameson Crowder, which we'll be talking about later, it's pretty decimated when uh, Josh Dodson and Doxson, excuse me, and um, Paul Richardson are your wide receiver one and wide receiver two, respectively. That isn't very good for your team. Darius Geist will be coming back, though, so we have to see if he is... Uh, fully back from his injury, and if he can be a key fantasy contributor, which many people do believe that. I'm a bit hesitant. I won't have any shares of Darius Geist because I think that his value is being slightly inflated. Uh, usually it's deflated after an injury, but I think that people are buying into his potential a bit too much. The next tra- uh, the next free agency sign I want to go over is uh, Nick Foles to Jacksonville, and it was for four years, $88 million with 50 guaranteed. Honestly, I do not think this is good for Jacksonville since Nick Foles in his career, even in uh, the Philly when he went to Super Bowl, even last season where he took them to the playoffs, he wasn't actually that great. Um, Obviously, in those playoffs, he came out clutch. But the thing is that Jacksonville will not make the playoffs next year. Thus, you aren't utilizing Nick Foles' key skill, which is his clutch ability. And Nick Foles, he throws plenty of interceptions. Although he still does throw more touchdowns than interceptions, the ratio is closer to 1-to-1 than it is more like a 3-to-1. 
which you would like out of a, a quarterback. And honestly, like the fact that they had to give up so many defensive talents with Malik Jackson leaving uh, just to clear the money to sign him, it gives Jacksonville hope at least because they aren't stuck with Blake Bortles and Cody Kessler and like that massacre. But uh, Nick Foles obviously isn't really great. So he's a below average starting quarterback, but he does give them hope. It helps D.D. Westbrook stock um, just because like you have to go up uh, based on uh, Blake Bortles not being there, and the fact that uh, Dante Moncrief leaving will clear up um, a spot and help D.D. Westbrook thrive. He will be the wider. He would be the wide receiver you want from that team, and deep ball threats will also benefit because Nick Foles has proven like he loved Alshon Jeffrey, he loved Nelson Aguilar over uh, like uh, Golden Tate or Zach Ertz or uh, like his running backs. He prefers the deep ball threats. Uh, which it shouldn't uh, help or not help uh, Leonard Fournette, but the offense will be better, so maybe a slight boost there. Next, let's talk about Deshaun Jackson to the Eagles. And Deshaun Jackson uh, to the Eagles helps Carson Wentz and the Eagles offense because uh, he's still an incredibly talented receiver, and uh, opens up a deep ball threat, and opposite of Alshon, that could make the um, the Eagles have one of the better wide receiving cores in the league, something you have to respect, and in turn, I think that greatly helps the running backs, because when you're stretching the field like that, uh, defenses can't just focus on lining up at the uh, line of scrimmage and pushing men into the box, thus allowing more open lanes and room to run for the running backs. So next, let's talk about Latavius Murray to the Saints. And I already kind of mentioned this on uh, the previous podcast, but Mark Ingram will not come back since he he signed with the Ravens in turn. And Latavius Murray will likely get 10 to 12 carries at least per game, 1 to 2 catches, and he'll have a similar role to Mark Ingram in my opinion. He's not as good of a pass catcher, but he's a much better red zone threat, which is why I think that he could potentially have 9 to 10 touchdowns next season. And that that is, it may sound outlandish, but when you consider the fact that he's on the high-powered Saints offense, spearheaded by Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, like these are all some of the greats at their positions, and that offense, as proven as last year, can support two running backs. And Alvin Kamara does get a... Honestly, people have been saying that he gets a boost, but I think he gets a slight uh, fall-off because uh, one of the primary reasons why Alvin Kamara has been so great in years past is that he is one of the best red zone threats in the league with his pass-catching abilities. And I think that some of these touchdowns will be taken away, but you will get more touches per game. So it isn't too big of a change, but... Uh, regardless, I think that Alvin Kamara will take a slight hit. Mark Ingram to the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens' scheme is to become a run-heavy defensive team with Lamar Jackson. And Ingram can pass catch well. However, he is likely an early down back with some third down play. But that will likely be split with Kenneth Dixon. And this is definitely uh, bad for Gus Edwards' owners, as Mark Ingram is just a better version than... uh, 
uh, Gus. And especially the fact that he can be used in pass-catching scenarios. And Lamar Jackson seems more like a check-down uh, and run quarterback. It makes a lot more sense for Mark Ingram to take a lion's share of the carries. And I actually love him for next season. You can get him and he'll be a solid RB2 with RB1 upside. Uh, Case Keenum went to the Redskins. Honestly, it doesn't really matter for fantasy. None of those wide receivers you want on your team. It it, it helps Darius Geis just by the fact that um, otherwise you'd probably have like a Josh Johnson. And the fact of the matter is that Case Keenum may not even be the starting quarterback. With Colt McCoy coming back off of his injury, we may have some quarterback competition. And regardless, both quarterbacks are really bad for fantasy but are better than uh, uh, last year's quarterback, who uh, Josh, who they just brought off of like his couch at home. All right, Jameson Crowder to the Jets, and that pairs with Anunwa, who is already paid. Jameson was paid, and Robbie Anderson was not. So that means that Robbie Anderson may not be re-signed when his contracts are up, just because that most teams don't pay more than two wide receivers uh like on their team and they've already paid Crowder and Anunwa so we have to see especially with this off the field issues Robbie Anderson may not be someone they want to keep now I think that Robbie Anderson of the three is the most talented and I think that Anunwa's stock takes a massive hit because Jameson Crowder and Anunwa oftentimes play the same position and like play in the same area of the field and that's going to result and uh, Anunua being put probably as a, a perimeter receiver, which he hasn't uh, done as well in. Joe Flacco to Denver. It helps Cortland Sutton the most because uh, Flacco is a competent quarterback who can throw deep and is willing to throw deep. And it helps the offense because when you're uh, taking away Case Keenum, it's addition by subtraction. And... Uh, Philip Lindsay will be, or whoever the starting running back is, especially because Philip Lindsay won't be ready till training camp with a new uh, coaching staff when they have draft capital invested in Royce Freeman over Philip Lindsay. We have to see if he's still the starting running back. But as of now, I think that he will be, and thus I'll help his stock and the entire offensive stock. Uh, Tevin Coleman to the Niners is very bad for McKinnon. Because as we saw last year, the 49ers have one of the best rushing attacks in the league. When you can make Jeff Wilson Jr. a great running back, when you can make Colonel Raheem Mostert a good running back, and uh, Matt Breida look like he's the next coming of whatever great running back you think, like th- that means that the rushing attack was solid. And Tevin Coleman joining the Niners on a cheap contract is very good for the Niners, 2 for $10 million. And McKinnon already has his guaranteed money paid off. That means that McKinnon could be cut. And the cap hit would not be massive. So that's one thing to watch. And even if McKinnon's on the team, I think that McKinnon will be a starter. But now in like a f- maybe a 50-50 timeshare between him and the other running backs. Maybe even him getting less than a 50% share. Which obviously is not good for any running back in the league. And it's going to be a start a strong rushing attack. Uh, that's good for Marquise Goodwin because you uh, bring a lot more attention into the box and allow you to spread the f- uh, like to spread the field and gain more uh, large yardage plays. But I don't think there isn't enough change for anything major to happen in the offense. Ryan Tannerhill to the Titans. 
It looks more like a backup situation to Mariota, one who could give some competition. And uh, Dolphins looking probably for Kyler Murray or uh, Dwayne Haskins, whichever one doesn't go one to um, uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. And honestly, I think that uh, the Dolphins, like, they will get one of these quarterbacks because there's literally no one else. They did get Ryan Fitzpatrick in free agency, but I still think that they're looking for a rookie quarterback to come in, learn under Fitzpatrick, and eventually take the reins. And I think they may move up in the draft despite rumors that the Giants don't like Haskins. There was a news story about that. Check that out, um, especially because in... Like the weeks past, we've been saying that the Giants prefer Dwayne Haskins to any other quarterback in the draft, but now it doesn't look like it. And the uh, addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually very good for Albert Wilson. Since Albert Wilson is a deep play threat who went on IR last year after suffering uh, a horrible injury midseason and was starting to come into his own and become a very good wide receiver for that team. Ryan Fitzpatrick's willingness to chuck it deep, as well as him being a quarterback that has been good for fantasy although not good for real life he has been good for that Albert Wilson is a sneaky play that you could probably get as a wide receiver four who could end up finishing as a wide receiver two free agency winners I'd say the Raiders won by getting Antonio Brown Tyrell Williams uh, LaMarcus Joyner and like getting all these guys they only had to lose AJ McCarron, who's a backup quarterback, and Jordy Nelson. And obviously, that's a bit of a blow, but when you get Tyrell and AB, I mean, you got Mr. Big Chest, you're good. And the Browns, obviously, not a winner. They got OBJ. And yeah, if you get one of the best players in the league in general, then you're a winner. A sleeper in this is the Niners because they got D Ford for a second rounder and Coleman on a cheap deal, two years for ten million, which is actually great for the team. They did not address their main need to get a star wide receiver, but uh, it looks like they may do so in the draft. That actually helps Dante Pettis because he becomes the second best pass catching option behind Kittle in that offense, and I think that Pettis is also someone you could get cheap, probably as a wide receiver three who has upside to finish as a WR two or WR yeah as a WR two. <coughs> and the main thing is that even with uh, them likely drafting a rookie wide receiver. Rookie wide receivers don't really come into their own uh, early in the league, and they have to develop that connection between him and the quarterback. And even though Dante Pes really like shined with under um, Nick Mullins, he still will be one of the best pass catching options under Jimmy Garoppolo because he showed so much promise last season. The Giants are obviously a loser. They lost OBJ, although they did get a first, third, and Jabril. You still lost one of the best players in the league. The Steelers are also losers because you lost AB for almost nothing in the third and fifth round pick, and you lost uh, Le'Veon Bell for nothing. And just to go back on Giants, you would have gotten a compensatory pick, but then they ended up signing Golden Tate to a weird contract that's a pretty big, pretty massive contract. So the Giants, no one knows what they're doing. And sleeper uh, loser is the Chiefs because they lost D4, Justin Houston, and Eric Berry, and Eric Berry, and potentially Tyreek Hill to suspension, which is basically uh, four major core par- parts of their team besides for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like those are some of the biggest names outside of that. 
They did get Tyron Matthew, which is a uh, upgrade from Eric Berry from how he's always been injured. And Tyron Matthew is a great talent at safety. But I think that even still, like the Chiefs are obvious sleepers in this draft. They're all obvious like losers in uh, in free agency. Excuse me. All right, so that's it for this podcast, guys. Sorry I did not get that guest on. Um, but yeah, it just fell through. We'll see if we could get him back for another podcast, but I hope you enjoyed this free agency special. I really did. It was, uh, incredible, uh, off season in football and it, uh, football just keeps on giving. So if you guys like this podcast, please check us out on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, Spotify, Castbox, Patreon, or you could get the RSS feed and plug it into wherever you listen to podcasts. And please rate and review, subscribe, tell your friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the podcast and help them join the fantasy and sports family and community. All right, that's it for this podcast, guys.